Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 31, and this is a solo episode. <laughs> if you listened to last week's episode number 30, the big 3-0 with Lauren and Annie of Burf Barf, hopefully you check that one out. It was super fun. That was an interview episode, and we're going to start to see some of those pop up in the feed here, so keep an eye out for that. But today, it's a solo episode, and before I dive into that, I just want to let you guys know that the the show, me, I, She Runs Ultras, we hit a pretty cool milestone this past week. We hit 10,000 downloads. So if you follow me on social media, you will have seen me push hard for this the last few days of June. I really wanted to hit it by the end of the month and I missed it by 186 downloads. So like the tiniest little amount, but come July 2nd, when I released that episode with Lauren and Annie, we hit it and then some. So thank you to everybody who has been a longtime listener to the show, everybody who is a new listener, everyone who liked, commented, shared, reviewed, posted about the show in your feed or your stories. I really appreciate it. It meant a lot to me to see so much She Runs Ultra's love floating around on the internet and um, it doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you, thank you, thank you. In this episode... I'll be perfectly honest. I had no idea what I was going to talk about today. (laughs) And this one's going to be short and sweet. But I woke up this morning with the specific objective to record and edit and upload and get this podcast going today. And I had no idea what I was going to talk about. Uh, Right up until the point where I met my friend Steve to go on a hike this morning. And then he asked me a question. And then I was like, perfect. I now know what I'm going to talk about on the podcast. (laughs) Um. So Steve and I have been friends for years. We have spent many hours and miles uh, on the trails, talking, hiking, doing all of the things ultra. And as per usual, we kind of just talk about our lives. And he asked me a question this morning that really stuck out. And I wanted to kind of distill our conversation and share it with you here. So the question that Steve asked me was, how do you do all of the things? How do you balance, actually, was the question. How do you balance all of the things that you're doing between the podcast, the business, your ultra training, your home life, like all of the things? And that question really stuck out to me. And that one word specifically stuck out to me, balance, the B word, (laughs) I think that balance is a myth. I learned this a long time ago that there's never going to be this magical, mythical place where everything in my life is getting equal amounts of attention, where everybody is happy and all of the things are getting done. It's just not going to happen. So my advice to you would be the quicker you can divorce yourself from this idea that everything needs to be balanced, the better off you will feel. I know it seems counterintuitive, especially if you're kind of like a type A perfectionist like me and you feel like, oh, I need to make sure that everything is taken care of, that everybody's happy. I'm also a massive people pleaser. So you can imagine how difficult this has been for me over the last couple of years. But the more I do this work, of letting things be unbalanced and really focusing on what I need to do, the the better things go. <laughs> it's a very general statement, but trust me on this. So when he asked me, how do you balance all of the things? I had to think about it for a minute. And I'm sure that he was really expecting a pretty succinct, you know, bullet pointed answer. 
But my initial answer was, I don't. I don't try to. I have stopped trying to do that. And when I find myself reverting to trying to balance everything, that's actually when things get worse. (laughs) So I don't try to balance. But what I do do are these three really important things. And this is just going to be like a short and sweet episode where I kind of outline these things for you. And then I want you guys to go and try and implement them on your own. Maybe you're already doing it, but maybe you're not. So the first is to just get rid of this idea that balance is what you're going for, because there's always going to be something that is louder. It's the squeaky wheel. It's vying for your attention, or it's just flat out more important today, this week, this month, this year. Okay. The second part of this is to understand how to do all of the stuff. You have to understand what the stuff is. So getting focused on your goals and objectives across all facets. So like personal work, training, you need to have the goals. When you are just kind of waking up and going through the motions that's when you get into trouble because you don't have any direction. You're kind of wandering aimlessly. And then of course things get murky. And then that's when we try to reach for balance and we're grasping at straws. So get focused on your goals and objectives across kind of all areas of your life. And then the next part of that is to now create a plan to hit those goals. I will probably go to my deathbed talking about plans, training plans, goals, and objectives. And if that is the case, then so be it. But having a plan to get there is what's going to help you manage to get all of the things done. So every day I've got, I call it a hit list. I have my hit list of all the things that I need to get done in my business. Recording this podcast was at the top of the hit list today. Um, And then that's how I prioritize my day. That's how I know how I will spend my time. I have time blocked off in my calendar. I have become pretty ruthless with what gets on my schedule and what does not make it onto my schedule. Because if I start allowing other people to dictate what I need to do, then I'm not executing on my goals and objectives and I'm not working my plan. And then you'll feel, you know, out of, I don't even want to say out of balance because you're not trying to be in balance, but you'll feel, um, all out of sorts. You'll be, like I said before, grasping at straws. You'll be wandering around directionless, just trying to kind of, um, just try to do all of the things to make sure that all of your bases are covered, but you're not really doing anything well. Okay. I'm kind of rambling here, but I think you guys get the point. Balance is a myth. You need to get focused on your goals and objectives across all areas of your life. And then you need to create a plan. And now that that plan can be very similar to what we talked about in episode four of the podcast, kind of reverse engineering. So if you've got a goal to run a 50K, put it on the calendar and then reverse engineer your way back to where you are at the present day. And that's how you're going to figure out how to get to that goal. And that's the same process that I use for every goal that I have set for myself, whether it's personal or professional running, set the goal, find that point at which you're going to achieve it, and then identify those mile markers, so to speak, 
those waypoints along the path to your goal that you'll achieve by a certain time. And when you break it down into those little steps, that's how you'll plot your course. So, um, short side note on this when, so Steve also did the gunstock race that I did a couple weeks ago. And we talked about the heat, the heat training episode. And I saw Steve on one of his loops and he was having some dehydration issues, cramping and whatnot. And he was thinking about maybe not finishing the race because the cramps were so bad. Like a lot of people that day were really having this problem. Um, And what I said to him was like, okay, well, let's just run to the next aid station, get some more tailwind, eat a banana, have some potatoes with salt on them, and then see what happens. And then when he did that, he got to that aid station, executed on that plan, and then was able to see, okay, now my next step is I just run to the next aid station. And I tell that story because that's how you operate that's how you execute the plan. So if, again, going back to the metaphor, if your plan is to run a 50K, find these waypoints, like run from aid station to aid station, like do some work, find that um, that little mini goal along the way that you can hit, making it to that aid station, reassess there, what do I need to do? Okay, I'm gonna get to the next aid station and I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. So it's just like a little metaphor for how you can actually make that jump from where you are to where you want to go. And then the last part of this is the most unsexy, unglamorous part, which is to show up every day and do the work. Uh, This is the unfun part. (laughs) And I lose a lot of people here. It's you see um, a lot of stuff on the internet, social media, email marketing about goals and objectives and creating a plan and like if that's all the fun stuff where you create the vision boards and you print out the calendar and you write everything on it, I wouldn't spend that much time on it. I would literally open a Google Doc or find a notebook and I would just write your goals and objectives and then write out a plan on that notebook page and keep it close. Don't bother like getting all fancy on it because I'll tell you what, like a month into it, you're going to blow it up and you're going to start all over again. <laughs> And that's totally common and it's part of the process. And this again is where I lose a lot of people because you think, oh, I created the plan. This is the cut and dry plan. And this is how everything has to be for the next umpteen months until I get to where I'm going to go. And the reality is it's going to be like that for a week. And then you're probably going to have to reassess the plan and you're going to have to test things and you're going to have to, um, Uh, restructure your plan and your schedule in order to make it work. And this constant, um, what's the word I want? This constant like way of moving every single day of showing up and doing the work, executing on the plan to try to get one step closer to your goal or your objective. That's, that's how it works. You guys. It is not this like super sexy, I show up and I, you know, run my three miles and then I sit down in front of my computer and like do all of the business stuff in like the 30 minutes and then I get up and I walk the, like, no, it's a lot of it is a shit show. And there are a lot of you that are thinking, oh my God, that is so awesome. I can't believe she just said that because that's how I live my life. 
I'm not saying that like every day should be a shit show, but there's going to be a lot of days where it's very, like maybe it's chaotic. Maybe your plan goes really well until noon and then you have to divert to do something else. But it's the showing up every single day and doing the work part that's going to get you through it. I talked to Steve about this this morning and we were talking about how people don't give themselves enough time to execute on the plan. Uh, I got an email from a woman who was interested in some training for a race in March of 2022. And she's going to do something else this October, uh, no, September. And then she wrote to me and said, well, I'm going to take all of October and November off, and then we should start training December 1st for a March race. And I wrote her back and was like, "Mm, no, (laughs) we need to start to think about giving you a longer lead up or a ramp time to, this would be her like first ultra. We need to, we need more time. We need more time. So stop trying to condense your training. And this is true of everything. Stop trying to condense your personal goals, your business goals into like this really finite amount of time. Give yourself a little bit more runway or leeway, however you like to think about it, and allow yourself more time to get it done because life is going to happen. Your attention is going to be pulled away. You're going to get distracted. You might get sick. You might need a vacation. Something might happen where you need to take time off and you still will need time to come back, get back into the swing of things and keep going. So that last bit was kind of a little all over the place, but the main takeaways that I want you guys to have from this conversation is that, again, I'll kind of go through them first and foremost, that balance is a myth. So if you're trying to, you know, go through your days and make sure that everything gets touched every single day, that's kind of a recipe for disaster and burnout. So start to get more focused on your goals and your objectives and what things are you doing every single day that don't feed into that. Start to let those things go. And I'm a super people pleaser, you guys. Uh, this was really hard for me. There are a lot of things that I had to let go of doing or give them to somebody else because they didn't fit into my goals or my objectives. And that's been a process. <laughs> Creating that plan, understanding how you're going to spend your days, like getting really ruthless with your calendar, actually blocking out time, sticking to that amount of time, which is often hard for me, especially when it comes to business tasks, because those things take me just a little bit longer sometimes. And then showing up every day and doing the work. It's the most unglamorous, unsexy part. It's the roller coaster ride, I guess, where, you know, one day it might feel really good. The next day it might feel really shitty. And then the next day you have to then show up and continue on almost as if nothing happened in order to get to where you want to go. It's, it's people get into trouble when, you know, the first few weeks we see this a lot. Um, when people join Run Farther, Faster, Stronger, and or when I get one-on-one clients, people go super hot and heavy, super strong. Their execution is great for like the first four to six weeks. And that's about as long as you can kind of hold your attention span. And that's pretty common. It's, it's a common time for people to start dropping off on their training. And so we have some specific tactics in Run Farther, Faster, Stronger that we implement to keep people or get people over that hump and keep them engaged. 
But that's a pretty common time span for people to start dropping off on their training. And it's because, you know, when you show up every single day for six weeks, that's a lot of effort. That's probably more effort than most people have put into a lot of things. And when it comes to ultra training, you're going to have to do that again and again and again. So you really have to almost fall in love. And again, I don't think you actually love it because I don't, I know that I don't love it, but I love what it produces. You have to fall in love with the process of showing up every day and doing the work across the board. So not just ultra training, but you know, all of the things. And when you can do that consistently, that's when you're going to start to see results. So this one question that Steve asked me, how do you balance all the things that you're doing kind of like launched my mind into all of these side conversations that we had that basically took up our entire hike up and then subsequently the run down the mountain. So thank you, Steve, for the podcast content. (laughs) So think about that, you guys, if you are struggling with kind of how to make ultra training, you know, part of your life, just kind of come back to these ideas. You know, the balance is a myth that you need to get focused on your goals and objectives, have a plan and show up every day and do the work. And just know that it's not always going to be super fun or super sexy, but that your consistent effort over time will really get you to where you want to go. All right. Fast and furious 15 minutes. (laughs) I do want to mention that um, today when this podcast episode comes out, it'll be Friday, July 9th. It is the last day to submit your application for Run Farther, Faster, Stronger. Applications close tonight at midnight my time, and I'll be finalizing the list for the next round. I'm super excited. We already have a, a really great crew starting to form here. And I also just want to mention that I've gotten a couple questions about this. Am I going to run another session after this one, like a late fall? kind of early winter session. I'm not 100% sure. That is the God's honest truth because that's when I start to hit a couple of my big races and I'm probably going to need to take a bit of a break to kind of focus on that, right? See, so balance. <laughs> I'm going to be shifting my priorities and my goals and my objectives and how I structure my day to focus on that stuff. So if you are on the fence and you were thinking maybe you'd wait for the later round to submit your application, I want to encourage you to do it now and jump in in this round because it may or may not happen. It's I'm leaning towards might not happen and then potentially do a winter one like in December to get people ramped up for 2022. I can't even believe I'm saying that right now because it seems like that is so far off, but it's really right around the corner. All that to say, applications close for Run Farther, Faster, Stronger tonight at midnight. And last but not least, you guys, I just want to say if you have been listening to the show, if you have enjoyed it, if you have gotten something out of it, I would really appreciate if you would rate and review the show on whatever platform that you listen to because it goes a long way. We hit that 10,000 download mark, but that's like... I'm not stopping there. We're going to keep going. We're still going to keep having amazing episodes and more guests coming up in the future. So stay tuned for that. I would really appreciate you rating and reviewing the show. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon.